Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Balls Out Podcast with your host, Mitchell Keith. Matty Ice. Matty Ice. How you doing, sir? Doing good, man. Doing good. We, we just witnessed some team that's going to be going fishing tonight. Yes, we did. And it's been an interesting first round overall. Yeah. Like, just... The Timberwolves series, very interesting to watch. The Embiid situation with the thumb. See if Toronto potentially could come back in, make this a series. We'll see. I doubt um, that, but you know. <laughs> and one, two, three, Cabo for the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. I don't know what those odds were for a sweep, Matty Ice, but you had the Celtics in seven. Yes, I did have the Celtics in seven. So that, uh, I mean... I had no idea it was going to be this lack of competitive of a round for for the Nets. Like, just to... I don't feel like they ever really got close. Close. Game one and game four were their closest scores, but two and three were, were big statements. They were. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, two of the most selfish basketball players um, on the same team. Yes. I think that just the writing has been on the wall. I was naive to it. I gave KD the benefit of the doubt because at the end of the day, do you want to bet against KD? Not really. But guess what? He's left the Golden State dynasty behind, and he has come up 0 for 3 since leaving that dynasty. Yeah. It's it, not even close either. No. This is a very good... Um, Point to make about his uh, his influence into this round because I felt like over the last two games it hasn't been not that he didn't score close to his average but he definitely was not a part of the offense as much as he should be like they're not they weren't running it through him or anything like that same goes for with Ky- Kyrie like it was a lot of Drogic. We saw, with three minutes left in the game, Blake Griffin attempt. Granted, It was wide, wide open. open, yes. It was wide open. But still, he was taking a three. Who do you want with if you're the Celtics attempting left. that three? With 18 seconds left in the shot clock. And if I'm Boston, that's exactly what I want. Yep. That let Blake Griffin, you can live Griffin with that. shoot threes. You really think Blake Griffin was going to be the hero of the Nets? Please. He couldn't even be the hero of the Clippers. Oh, wait. That's nobody has been the hero of the Clippers. Not even Kawhi. Not even Paul George. Not even Chris Paul. And speaking of Chris Paul, Matty Ice, let's talk about this Pelican Sun series real quick. Oh. Because we were so, speaking of quick, to dismiss, yes, Sun Sweep. Yeah, Sun Sweep, easy, done. This definitely, which no one saw the Devin... Booker injury, yeah, no, that was very, uh, I, I just don't think it should have that much of an effect, though, like, Devin Booker spent a good portion of the season out, and they did just fine. Again, it is playoffs, and so it's different, but this Pelicans team is a bunch of rough riders, like, they are definitely putting in A-plus effort into this, this series. So a question I have for you is Suns, right? Yeah. Pelicans, 
Devin Booker's best player, right? He's the best yes. player. Yes. Who is the second best player? Chris Paul. Between both teams. Oh, between both teams. Jeez, I guess, would that be Brandon Ingram then? So shouldn't the team with the next best player win the series? I mean, maybe not all the time, obviously, because role players, but, but I could the see way that case. Ingram has elevated his game, he's yeah. playing like uh, a three-time all-star at least, man. Like he's, he's balling out there. Yeah. And Jonas Valanciunas, who's been one of our favorite players all this year. All year long, because he has just been... He's been consistent for the Pelicans all year long. Yeah. And so, last game, he had one of those games where he just could not miss. It was very consistent. So, are you saying the Pelicans will not pull the upset? I don't, yeah, I still believe the Suns will come out of this round. It's just going to be a little bit messier than we all anticipated. Okay, so you I, envision... I, th- I still I still think six then at this point. I don't see a seven game opportunity here. I see six at the most. You envision the Suns handling business at home next time they play. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to apologize for my nasally voice. Uh, I just got back from Vegas. Uh, spent the weekend there celebrating my 30th birthday. Dirty some, 30. Let's go. Won some parlays um, that Matty Ice uh, got to witness. I'm very blessed that he was there to witness that and, you know, be a part of my birthday. It was a great time. But, you know, a team that we really watched was the Warriors Nuggets. That was that was a series that we really enjoyed because just the the button for the Warriors is back. You press it and boom. Yep. They've been so explosive. So now Nuggets got one game. How do you see this do you see them getting another? No. I think they were gonna they were bound to get one because there's no way that Joker doesn't at least get one. But I d I don't think there's like you said, the button is back for the Warriors and it's intense. Like, it's almost, like, more dangerous because it's not even just with threes now anymore. Like, those almost seem there and automatic. Dude. But, but then you have Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins going to the rack often. I got some Oracle Loud type of vibes watching. And I don't want to put it on that level yet because I don't want to disrespect the Roracle. Oh, yeah, the Roracle, man. That's... Man, nothing beats the loud like environment of being in a warrior game when the Roracle was full in Oakland. It didn't matter the decade, whether it was no. the struggling Jason Richardson days, the, the Baron Davis teams, uh, the Monte Ellis team, and then young Splash Brothers, which have now been uh, here for quite some time, over yeah. a decade. But yeah, it, it was always enjoyable. Um, but yeah, so you just see this as the Joker... MVP, he got one because he was the former MVP, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Warriors will take care of business. Yep. I, I agree with you 110%. Not to make this boring, ladies and gentlemen, but we got to think logically here. There's just no way. There's, there's not a possible... 
No, Steve Kerr is too good. You're at, trying to think of it. You're yeah, trying to. I was like, maybe, but no, no. Steve Kerr is too good at how he draws up and changes his starting lineup very consistently. Agreed. Um, another team that is struggling right now is the Sixers. Granted, they're up 3-1, to one, but the Raptors, they got... It looks like they're getting some momentum. And we're currently watching the Sixers-Raptors playoff game. And they're playing without Fred Van Fleet. And they have a 10-point lead. Yep. So, if the Sixers lose this game, are they in trouble? Maybe. Because Toronto is... I mean, if you think about that Kawhi run, they were in a very similar situation. I think it was a 3-1. And they, they came all the way back and then ended up winning that year. But I just feel like... Yeah. I don't think there's enough in Toronto's tank to get through a full series. At like... With 76ers. With Scotty Barnes being out. With Fred Van Fleet being out. Yeah. You got Pascal Siakam. And then... Not much. No. So, I agree with you. If... In some crazy scenario, I, I just want to give you this scenario. If the Sixers do end up choking this away, oh man, what are the ramifications of this for James Harden, Embiid? At least I think yeah. we'll get to this maybe following MVP. If they get, if there was a comeback here, colossal failure. Yeah, is this a tarnish on both of their careers? A little stain? Yeah, it might be a little stain, especially, I think, more so for James Harden than Embiid. Yeah, because Embiid still has time. Yeah. And it's not that Embiid hasn't played well. It's that he hasn't, he just doesn't have the full capability to carry a team. And not a lot of players do. Is he your MVP? Yeah. By how long of a margin? Enough. <laughs> He answers, enough. Enough. <laughs> uh, I wish I could put into context what enough... Hmm. I think that if Greek Freak wasn't just doing what he's normally been doing... Because he's got two MVPs already. Yeah. And this will be the second year in a row that he doesn't get MVP. Yeah. But he's... But it's almost as if he's expected to be at that level now. He's created that environment. I'm telling you, man, if the Bucks somehow pull this off, not somehow, because they are yeah. expected to win, but it's really hard to go back-to-back. Back. Yeah. Very hard. If they go back-to-back... Back, just getting back to the finals yeah. is, is enough to be like, okay, that was one heck of a run. Unless you're LeBron and you go 10 years in a row. Or Bill Russell. But... We, I, sorry, did I did just, I upset you? Just by an entire LeBron? decade of no, no, no. You're not wrong. Ten years in a row, regardless, is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's with three different teams. That doesn't make any sense. Like, like just what? <laughs> like, let's just add that on top of all of it. Like he's in three different, completely different areas. It's like the JJ Redick, the pipe. Pythagorean theorem in reverse. It's the pick and roll. (laughs) Man. Greek Freak will be the face of the NBA officially if he pulls this off. 
Yes, I think it will be an, an intense shift that he has put himself there. Yeah, and I don't think... Because one could argue he's already there. Yeah. But I think this just totally would solidify him as the face of the NBA. And until someone beats him. Yeah. Or, I mean, he would have two already. Who in his category... So Embiid, right? Him and Embiid have been on the same timeline. Embiid's two behind him. Yeah. Joker's two behind him. He's He would be one behind Curry. Like, put in that perspective. Yeah. No, I mean... Do you see the Bulls somehow making this a series at least? No. I just... And I can't quite figure out what Happened. caused their true collapse like through the end of the season to this. Like... It just, like, sort of happened. Well, to put it in context, right, because they had a lot of momentum at midway through the season. That's when DeMar was making Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan records. Yes. You can't expect any player to really average records like that on, for, on a consistent basis. Because it was, like, 30-plus points, and then it was, I think he did it for 33 games. Yeah. five. Without really shooting threes. I mean, yeah. this man is crazy. Yeah, he's a mid-range layup only. Like, I think what the problem is, is Zach Levine. I think he, is, he needs to play. Like, DeRozan and Jalen Brown. I'm sorry, DeRozan and... Um, oh, my goodness. Um, oh, we're so good, ladies and gentlemen. What is, I know who you're talking name. about. Zach Levine. Levine, thank yes, you. Zach Levine. Man. DeRozan and Zach Levine should be on a Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown level. Yes. So... But see, and that's where I said that he's, like... Zach Levine, I don't think, can ever reach that level. I think Zach Levine's at a ceiling. So they overpaid him? Yeah, 100%. He doesn't play defense. His offense, he makes bad basketball IQ decisions all the time. All the time is a very bold statement, Matty Ice. So what you're saying is he reminds you of your favorite Spurs player. That's not exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Good old Trey Jones. Mr. Trey Jones. One more last shout out to that guy. Jeez. Trey Jones. I was just talking about him today, too, to somebody. I was like, man, that's the guy that cannot stand on my roster. You're done with him? Yeah. I feel like there's everyone's got that one person they're done with on their team. Yes. Mine was Buddy Heald, so luckily he got traded, and yep. I never have to stress about him again. You, you've not liked him for a couple years, that's for sure. Yep, because all he is is a three-point machine, and everything else has gone out the window. Just like James Harden's clutch three-point shooting. James Harden's clutch anything, to be honest. Yes. That's gone away for the past... Once he left the Rockets, he hasn't been clutch. No. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. Wow, this is crazy. Um, so, Heat Hawks. Yes. Basically, I think the Heat are going to wrap this up next time they play. Yeah, agreed. It's just going to be 4-1. to one. The Hawks 
because Trey Young is going to go off, like we said, or we thought, yeah. we get one. Yeah, I don't one. see this going to a six. No. there's. I don't think there's any legs to stand on for that. And if Sixers handle business tonight, we're looking at a Sixers-Heat matchup. How do you feel about that? That one, I think, will probably be the best... What I think is probably going to turn out to be the best series on the East next round. Better than Milwaukee-Boston? <laughs> Maybe they're uh, both evenly great. Yeah, those are both really going to be interesting overall. Must watch TV. Yes. Either way. I uh, feel like Milwaukee, though, and... Um, why am I blanking all of a sudden? Boston? Milwaukee-Boston has the potential for either team to just get ran through, too. Mm, like a letdown? Yeah. Man. It could pos- I mean, that Chris Middleton injury, I think they can be fine. Obviously, they are without him in the Bulls, but they need Middleton to come back. Yeah, I think that's going to be very important if they get to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Conference finals without him is going to be hard. So, Heat, Sixers, yeah. Boston, Bucks is what we're looking like great. Okay, so in the West, right, we mentioned the Warriors uh, will handle business. Yep. Uh, Suns, which Warriors and the Suns uh, can't play each other in the next round because Suns are one seed, Warriors are a three seed. So, let's look at the Mavericks Jazz. It is... With tonight's a really critical game. It's three one or it is two to one. Two to one. Jazz. That's... Yeah, I forgot they started later than pretty much everyone. And if the Jazz are able to win, they're up three one. However, if Mavericks win and Lucas return, they get home court advantage back. Yeah. Two two. You mentioned to me today that Quinn Snyder is on the hot seat. And do you think... I guess, let me ask you this. Who do you have, Mavericks or Jazz? And if you do have Dallas, what are the ramifications of the Utah Jazz? I have Jazz taking it. Okay. But I know that with Luka coming back, even if he's not fully 100, he can be dangerous in like throughout the series. But I think if the Jazz are going to be ousted next round, no matter what, they don't go any farther. There's no way. Okay. I, I, there's not a possibility where they have the caliber team to go up against because the Jazz would play the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. They would. And even with the Suns without Devin Booker, no, they, they could still run them. See, I, I'm very much thinking, analyzing what you're saying. Because honestly, dude, I don't know. I, I I think if Dallas wins tonight, they're going to take this series. This Jazz team, I saw this ridiculous stat today that Donovan Mitchell has averaged less than three passes a game this season to Rudy Gobert. So Less than three yes. in an entire game. Yes. And they showed the stat line of how in... 2019-2020 season, it was around seven passes per game. Hmm. Then it went down a little bit, and then now it's below three. Interesting. 
That is an interesting stat. Especially because the offense gets ran through Donovan, and your best weapon after that is Rudy. Yeah. He's not even looking for him. No. And huh. you paid that man... $210 million. A lot of money. And your best player won't even pass him the ball. Yeah. It's very much not like John Stockton, Carl Malone. Yeah. Not even close. So... I think the Jazz, regardless if they exit in the first round, regardless if they exit in the second round, that team, the coach, Quinn Snyder, will go. The only way Quinn Snyder can save his job, I think, is if they make the finals. I don't even think a Western Conference final saves his job. No, I don't think so. Because teams are more quick to fire their play or fire their coaches than work on their players. Exactly. So, that would be, you have Suns Jazz. And originally, from from my claim, I had the Jazz winning two. So let's, for the sake of keeping on the same level, Suns Jazz. Yeah. Who are the Warriors playing? Say the best series for last: T Wolves, Grizzlies. See, I I originally had Memphis in this. You ooh, I originally. Had. And and I'm not saying that I'm changing my mind. But this Minnesota team is. I've been a fan all season, but yes. I, I, I may have misjudged their playoff ability. Bro, these are your boys. This is Jaw and Cat. This is I know these are the, like these are the two dudes. I mean, because I've been high on Jaw all year and Cat, same thing. Yeah, like they both are. I just man, it's tough to choose because I think the Grizzlies have played down to the Timberwolves level. When it comes to taking bad shots. But the Timberwolves have offensively outplayed them every game, even in their losses. Agreed. And it's evident they both don't have playoff experience. Yeah. Now, with that being said, whoever goes to the second round to play the Warriors, I think there's two totally different type of series. Oh, yeah. If... The T-Wolves somehow pull this off. I think the Warriors are going to gentlemen sweep. Yeah. However, if the Grizzlies, because you mentioned the point, and I'm glad you brought this up, playing on the same level. Yes. I, because the Grizzlies are inexperienced, I feel like they will play down to the T-Wolves, but they're such a good team, they can match the Warriors' energy and level. Yes. Now, what concerns me is if the Warriors end this series, their next win... And the Grizzlies have time, or they have time to rest. The Warriors have time to rest. Yeah. And this game go, the series goes seven. Yeah, that's and I think that's a good point because if they, if it does go seven, Grizzlies coming out of a seven game series and then going into the Warriors, that's rough. That's that's tough because none of these none of these starters of theirs have ever played this long. They haven't they haven't done a full season. Like a full NBA season and played playoffs. Right. They did, like, Jaw, he did the bubble, but he wasn't even in the playoffs, you know? So that that takes at least six weeks off of your legs every year, you know? Yeah. Do you think Jaw deserved to win most improved player? No, because as you've stated... He did what he was supposed to do. But I still think it was more so to take away the fact that he wasn't going to get MVP. 
because the league itself is still pretty high on Jaw. He missed 22 games and still got most improved. That's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's nearly a quarter, of, that's a quarter a, of the season. Yeah, it's a little over the quarter of the season. I don't know, man. I and so the Desmond Bain aspect. I guess there's two aspects. Desmond Bain played more, and obviously you didn't. Most improved is like you don't expect that to happen. Which, to Jaw's point, the elevation is why he probably got the votes, right? Yeah. Because we didn't expect the elevation, but we did expect him to have greatness like this. Yes. It just took him a year sooner than we thought. Yep. Which, that's great. But someone like Desmond Bain, who you could argue is the second best player on the number two seed in the West, who no one expected. Oh, no. And and it progressively happened after the All-Star break. That's really when all of a sudden Desmond Bain started hitting his three points he was yep. way better defensively. So I don't know what he, like, switch he hit or anything like that. But, yeah, and Jaw giving that to him or giving the, the most improved player award, you saw that, right? Yes, so that was gave, great. He gave it up to his teammate, which just shows the, real the kind one. of teammate that Jaw is. Jaw's a great leader. Yes. He's amazing. So a lot better leadership skills than Zion. <laughs> 100%. Man, I don't think it's even. I don't even think they're in the same hemisphere at this point. No atmosphere. Let's no, let's yeah, go atmosphere. <laughs> on a different planet yeah. when it comes to that standard. Absolutely not. Well, Maddie Ice, this has been really good breaking down these playoffs. Um, next episode, we might have to confess or apologize to Tyler Hero because he might win Sixth Man of the Year. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there, but. Uh, We'll be coming to you guys soon. Obviously, keep you updated with the playoff coverage. Uh, My name is Mitchell Keith. Matty Ice. And this has been the Balls Out Podcast. Talk to your petty asses later.